When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Good day, everybody. Thanks for being with us. A lot of good things happening around Oregon athletics today and over the weekend that we have to tell you about. I'm really looking forward to diving into this month of May. We're here sitting on May 10th, right? May 10th, and there's a lot of fun postseason on the horizon for golf. Talked about tennis this weekend, Oregon track and field, baseball and softball now. The projections are starting to come out, and boy, the projections sure are looking pretty darn good. You know, I think that's what's going to be fun here in the month of May as we go down the, the, the home stretch for both the Diamond Sports. But, you know, man, for Oregon men's tennis, they wrapped up their season this past weekend. Congratulations to Neil Shelander on another great season with the Oregon men's tennis team we'll go through the details on that the Oregon Twilight was sure a celebration of some of the greats that have ever run at Hayward Field on Friday we have that for you coming up in just a little while and uh, I do have some bad news to start the show today though because Mother Nature was not kind in Baton Rouge Louisiana today the opening round of the NCAA Baton Rouge Regional for Oregon women's golf was canceled on Monday because of inclement weather in the area so I got up in the morning. It's never good at 7 a.m. when you're seeing bad weather reports coming out of the Oregon Women's Golf Twitter page. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what we're looking at. So instead, the Ducks and everybody else in the Baton Rouge Regional are going to play at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning with a shotgun start. 
scheduled uh, in the NCAA regional. I'm also happy to tell you we talked with Casey Martin talking about some of the postseason here coming down the stretch. Oregon men's golf head coach Casey Martin was with us earlier, and we actually recorded a really awesome conversation with him. We'll have that for you coming up later on this week uh, as – Man, we have so many good things to talk about today. And that brings me to, I think, what's really going to be the nuts and bolts of today's show, which is Oregon baseball and Oregon softball. What a great weekend for Oregon baseball. Any year that you can sweep the Beavs and you can sweep the Huskies, doesn't that feel pretty darn good? You sweep the two rival schools. Ducks went 5-1 and one overall against Oregon State, but they swept the Pac-12 series at PK Park, and then they also swept the Huskies right out of PK Park this past weekend. So to Mark Wazikowski and his team, well done. Well done. That's awesome to see. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that, and I want to go through some of the details. Also, we'll hear from Mark Wazikowski, Aaron Zavala, Brett Walker, a couple of their comments after the weekend sweep. And Oregon softball, they won the Pac-12 series against Arizona. So Missy Lombardi and... Her squad, I think, are in pretty good shape. You'll hear her comments post-game uh, for the postseason projections. Remember, Jane Sanders Stadium was selected to potentially be one of the regional sites. Uh, so now, as everybody comes down the home stretch, they're going to be figuring that out. Uh, the NCAA committee is here in the next week or so. Because Oregon softball, this is the final regular season week for Oregon softball. So some of those postseason projections for you here in just a moment. Let's begin with Oregon baseball. Man, if you guys who are tuning into the show, if you've been like, wow, you know, that's cool. Oregon baseball is doing really well. If you're a regular listener or viewer of the show, you're probably going like, yeah, Oregon baseball has done really well. This is cool. But you know what is maybe the, the, the coolest aspect for me is twofold. One, the fact that there's tons of Oregonians on the roster that are doing amazing things. But two, Robert Alstrom Pitching on Friday nights for the Ducks is just a really cool story. A really, really cool story. The Ducks have a Eugene native in Robbie Allstrom pitching, and he is the epitome of the ultimate competitor. And we've seen that the last few weeks. He was absolutely dominant against Washington State on the road. The Ducks won 13-0 last Friday. This Friday, this past Friday, just an 8 nothing win. And Robert Allstrom, seven innings, a new career high, 11 strikeouts, and he did it against the likes of a rival in Washington. He has pitched at his best in big games. We've talked about it before that his ERA is just ridiculous, and he always seems to get up in big moments. So, for example, his average with two outs, his batting average against with two outs, it's less than 100. And with runners in scoring position, he is ridiculous. Ridiculously good. I mean, it's almost like every single time there's a runner on and Robert Allstrom has the ball, you're like, ah, Ducks are good. It's such a cool story. So, again, seven great innings on Friday for Robert Allstrom if you missed it and a new career-high 11 strikeouts. Tanner Smith had two doubles as well. Yeah, two doubles for Tanner Smith. He is now the conference leader in doubles. He's got 18 on the season. That's the leadoff guy for this Oregon offense. So let me paint you a picture. Your leadoff guy is Tanner Smith. He's leading the Pac-12 in doubles. He's been top four in the conference in total extra base hits pretty much all season long. Ducks shuffled it up a little bit this past weekend. We saw a different lineup for the first time in 11 games. Oregon, for the most part, had even kept things consistent more than those 11 games. It was just a midweek game that we last saw a change in the lineup. So I say all that because I'm going to paint you a picture here. A guy who's to been top three, top five in the conference in home runs. And Kenyon Yovan is hitting number two now in the order for the Ducks. That's after the conference leader in doubles and Tanner Smith is hitting leadoff. Gabe Matthews, who's hitting close to 400 in Pac-12 conference games and is the Oregon career leader in hits, in doubles. And he's, in just a moment, we'll tell you some more of the categories. That guy is also about to break the record for career runs batted in at Oregon. That's your three hitter. Your four-hitter is maybe the best hitter in the country in Aaron Zavala. He's leading the conference in on-base percentage. He's been top five nationally in on-base percentage. He hit a home run. He had a three-RBI triple this weekend. That's your four-hitter in Aaron Zavala. Yeah, your four-hitter. So, conference leader in doubles. 
Top three, top five guy in home runs all season long is hitting second. Number three, one of the best hitters in Oregon history, and he's hitting about 400 in conference-only games. And then Aaron Zavala, batting average overall about 400, and he's he's getting on base with an on-base percentage of about 530 after this weekend. More than half the times Aaron Zavala comes to the plate, the dude gets on base. That's your top four hitters in Oregon's lineup. And they've consistently been really good. That's part of why Mark Wazikowski made that change. And I talked to him on the Toyota Coaches Corner. Hey, did you like the way that your new lineup played? And he did. He was happy with it. He was happy with it. He thinks that the depth of their lineup is really the one missing piece. He said that they're about a hitter away from being really, really good in the depth of the lineup. Well, then it's Josh Kasovich who's been hitting fifth. Anthony Hall, the regular center fielder, now hitting sixth. Sam Nowitzki has done some good things, particularly defensively, that we'll talk about in a second. He's hitting seventh. Jack Scanlon suddenly has started to swing the bat a little bit better from the catching position to go with his stellar defense, one of the best defensive catchers, I think, in the conference. And then Gavin Grant hit a home run this weekend. He's hitting in the nine hole. So stack your lineup like that. And the Ducks, I think, the top four, I'll take Oregon's top four in their lineup against anybody in the conference, maybe even against Arizona, who's got Maybe the best offense in the country, Mark Wazikowski said. But then you go five through nine, I think Oregon's starting to have some more success in that lineup. And I liked the way that this lineup played this weekend. So anyway, that was Friday. We saw a new lineup, and it worked. Saturday, the Ducks actually, I tipped my cap to Tyson Guerrero. Lefty was on the hill for for Washington. Previously played at Washington State, actually. Was a two-way guy there. Now pitching for the Huskies. Ducks actually trailed one nothing. But they adjusted. They knew that Tyson Guerrero was pitching really well. Ducks made some adjustments. So what do they do? They extend some at-bats. They get Tyson Guerrero's pitch count up. He exits the game in line for the win. Then the Ducks take advantage of the bullpen for the Huskies. Tanner Smith hit a three-run bomb in the seventh to give the Ducks the lead. Oregon added two more to win 5-1 to one on Saturday. Colby Summers, uh, this, is, this is the beginning of a great weekend for Colby Summers, another Oregonian, by the way. Colby Summers struck out every guy he faced in a five-out save. Every guy he faced in a five-out save. And Tanner Smith threw a guy out at the plate. That was his 10th outfield assist of his career when Tanner Smith threw a guy out at the plate. And he's third all-time at Oregon. So some great defense, great pitching. The formula worked for the Ducks this weekend. Lineup got things done at the end of the game on Saturday. The pitching and the defense was really good. So Sunday, the Ducks are going for a critical sweep. Getting a sweep in the Pac-12 is really, really hard to do. And I know that's, that, that sounds like just the Pac-12 company line. No, it is really, really, really hard to do. So here's how important that sweep is. So bear with me while I give you a little bit of the nitty-gritty. Oregon had only been a part of a sweep in a conference series this year once, and it was when they swept Oregon State. Every other time that the Ducks have either been on the verge of getting a sweep, haven't been able to do it. Or if they were on the verge of getting swept, they didn't allow Arizona to do it, for example. And it's so important that the Ducks were able to get that win against Washington because now Oregon sits in a tie in first place in the Pac-12 standings. So the Ducks are currently 14-7. and seven. That's a 6-6-7 winning percentage. Pretty impressive. And how did they do it on Sunday? Well, they won 9-3. to And it was the second Pac-12 series sweep of the year for the Ducks, as I was getting at. And the long balls were impressive. So here's how historic this offense is and why I think you can walk away from this weekend going the new-look lineup worked really well. So Kenyon Yovan, after his home run, was third in the Pac-12 with 11 homers. He hit a long ball. Gabe Matthews hit a long ball. Aaron Zavala hit a long ball. Anthony Hall hit a long ball. Off the top of your head... Can, can anybody out there tell me the last time that Oregon hit four home runs in a game at PK Park? Scott's shaking his head. Well, Scott, you're right, because it's never happened before. First time that Oregon has ever hit four home runs in a home game at PK Park. First time ever. Now, of course, we're going to have a little bit of fun and also make fun of the broadcaster. It was me. Aaron Zavala. Uh, that was an absolute tater that he hit on Sunday. I, I want to relive it a little bit. Zavala hits it a ton. In the air to right, no doubt about it. Aaron Zavala over the bullpen and onto the roof of the player development area. 
An absolute bomb from Aaron Zavala. It is eight to two Oregon in the bottom of the seven. And more coming up from Aaron Zavala in a second because that was crazy, right? I mean, so those of you who have been to PK Park, you know how, how much of a bomb that is, right? That That's a shot. Ask Aaron Zavala postgame if he'd seen any that were hit quite like that. We'll get to that in just a second. But I want to also give a tip of the cap to Zavala for, for his weekend. So he was over heading into his at-bat prior to that home run. Bases are loaded. And he actually came up in a similar opportunity situation earlier in the series. Had the bases loaded, grounded out on a hard-hit ball, but he still grounded out. As part of the five-run fifth inning that the Ducks had on Sunday, Aaron Zavala's first hit of the weekend came on a bases-clearing triple. Again, first hit of the weekend. That's the guy who's hitting 400. Now, he had walked a few times. He had been on base. He had done some things, but he didn't have the hit yet. Well, you just can't keep him down. I mean, that's – I felt like that that game was the Aaron Zavala game, and it was the epitome of, man, that's just such a good hitter that he could go hitless in two games, but you're not going to be able to keep him down for the entire weekend. Three RBI triple and a home run. Not bad if you're Aaron Zavala. I also want to give a shout-out before we talk about some of these series notes and hear some post-game interviews. Sam Nowitzki was awesome defensively. Like, you're talking about a third baseman. Todd Miles and I were, were talking postgame. Like, he's as good as Spencer Steer was at third base for the Ducks. And Spencer Steer was great. Sam Nowitzki is making highlight play after highlight play. He had one in particular that still wows me at this moment. In the series, the 2-2 is hit. Oh, what a catch from Nowitzki! Leaping in the air, the third baseman takes away a base. I mean... How, how? Like, they call it the hot corner, but Nowitzki, I mean, that's, he had stretch Armstrong arms for that one. So, look, all of this, this 15-minute open of how good Oregon baseball is, I mean, just, they're that good. Like, this is a team that is going to host a regional. If the season ended right now, they'd be hosting a regional. We'll get to that in just a second. So, couple series notes for you. I talked about Colby Summers striking out every batter he faced on Saturday. The Ducks also used him on Sunday. So he struck out six of the seven guys he faced in two games. Not bad. Oregon pitching staff in the series, a 1.33 ERA, and they held the Huskies to a 223 opponent batting average. Oregon's three starters in Robert Allstrom, Colin Kafka, and Brett Walker combined to allow just three runs in 19 and two-thirds innings. That's a 1.37 ERA. And Gabe Matthews continues to climb the record books for the Ducks. He was one for three with a home run, an RBI, a couple runs, a couple of walks on Sunday. Moved into a tie for six with Ryan Healy in career home runs with 19. That's a good guy to be on a record book li list with. And he also moved into a tie with Mitchell Tolman, of course played from 13 to 15, for second in career RBI at 128. Spencer Steer, the all-time leader in runs batted in for the Ducks, 129. Gabe Matthews this upcoming weekend at Utah might be breaking another Oregon career record. And we might be seeing Gabe at the top of at least a few more career lists, which is pretty darn cool. We're going to get a quick timeout. When we come back, uh, talk a little bit about the standings, where the Ducks sit at their 30-11 and 11 record now, 14-7 and 7 in Pac-12 play. And how about some comments from Mark Wazikowski? Got a busy show for you. Man, this is fun. The postseason stretch is what it's all about. I'm Joey Mack. we got more coming up from the Country Financial Studio. Stick with us on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, welcome to the Spicy Drive-In. May I take your order? Can I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And to drink? Uh, whatever's fine. Oh, may I make a beverage-pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to really volatize it. Uh, uh, uh vola what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's delicious. <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor charge characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, sir. Dude, it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other. So true, so true. When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
Okay, men. This is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you inside the Country Financial Studio. I, apparently, Facebook had an issue today. So those of you who are joining us a little bit later than normal, uh, here's what you missed, and you can find it. Uh, at YouTube was fine. I was talking to some people on YouTube earlier. So uh, if you missed my 15-minute exposition of how freaking awesome Oregon baseball is, you can find it on YouTube or via the Oregon Sports Network podcast. Uh, we had a little bit of fun. So uh, anyway, though, for those of you who are looking for the show earlier, I don't know. I guess Facebook had a hiccup today. So how good is Oregon baseball? Well, the Ducks are back in the top ten uh, in pretty much every poll. Uh, the USA Today coaches poll has Oregon at nine. D1 baseball has them at number ten this morning. College baseball national has them at 11. Pretty darn good. Uh, Ducks are also number 12 in another poll, number 15 in the Baseball America poll, number 16 in the Perfect Game poll, and in the National Coach Baseball Writers Association uh, poll. That's still to come as you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour. All in all, Sitting at 30 and 11 and 14 and 7 in Pac-12 play, the Ducks are tied for first place in the conference with Stanford and Arizona right now. And guess who Oregon still has on its schedule? That would be the Cardinal of Stanford coming up at home at PK Park in a couple weeks. More on that coming up. I want to let you listen into what Mark Wasikowski had to say post game. We talked with him, and man, it was uh, it was a happy coach post game. And remember, it was Mother's Day, and I I got to tell you, I, I loved what Mark Wasikowski said about Mother's Day. Uh, it was a good conversation with Waz postgame. Uh, thrilled to get a conference sweep. thought it was a great team weekend. Uh, the pitching staff to walk two and only hit three guys the entire weekend, as well as they did, I thought was really spectacular. Uh, there were some really good defensive plays out there today, good momentum plays that were able to get some momentum on defense for us to roll into innings where we were able to score runs afterwards. It was a really good day to be a duck. On that note, Waz, Brett was talking about how Gavin called that quick pick and then and then you guys got it. Just how big was that momentum swing and then Kenyon coming up, hitting the home run right after that? Well, uh, that's a, well put. That that was one of the key moments right there. Um, and it led to a run and, and Kenyon steal right there with, with his, you know, getting a swing off. I, I thought that was huge. Um, well executed. Uh, and there were a couple other critical plays as well along those same lines. The, the really spectacular play by Brett Walker on the drag bump with nobody on and one out in the second inning after the home run. Came over, made a tremendous play. Yeah, I picked the guy off at second. That was really, really good. Um, you know, it, and it was a little unfortunate because the guy, he gets on base, smokes a single through the 5-6 hole. And then when we got in first, nobody out in 1-0 count, he hits it the third, but it was just capped. And we weren't able to get two on it, so we had advanced to second. To have him at second, we had to strike out against Ward in the eight hole. And to have the quick pick happen right after that is really huge to be able to keep him off the board. As you know, they were, uh, at that point in time, in a two-to-one lead for, uh, against Fred obviously had a great response to those first two innings. Was there any thought about pulling him at that point or in the other end? Was there any thought in your mind of keeping him the whole game? Yes and yes. Um, there were, you know, he was, there was a real tipping point there with momentum early on in that ball game. Uh, I think the quick pick really helped him. I think getting out of that uh, fourth inning was a, a monster deal uh, to him continuing to pitch and pitch forward. Now, after he gave up the home run, 
and we had the quick pick happen. There wasn't anybody that reached second and is outing the rest of the time. So it was a little bit in cruise mode after that. The second part of your question, we had a couple other objectives we wanted to have happen today. Um, and it was it played out good the way those things could happen. We wanted to get real Britain into the game again because he's done so well and he's earning more time on the mound. Uh, the ball was coming out of his hand today very well again. Um, he left one ball up in a one-two count for a double against their leadoff hitter. Uh, that guy ended up scoring, but then another objective was to get Caleb Sloan into the game and also to have Colby Summers come back on two days in a row because the pitch count was limited yesterday. We wanted him back out there uh, two days in a row to where he knew exactly what that felt like for the time to come with the remainder of our, our season. So we, we were able to accomplish a few objectives that we had going into it. About the offense today, Coach, uh, just four home runs, the second time this year that you guys have hit four home runs in a game. The power was on display. Did you like the overall offensive approach today? I loved it. You know, they were just relentless. You know, when you're when you're able to put crooked numbers on the board, the five-run fifth inning, that's a monster. And then to come back in the seventh inning and put another two on them, I mean, those are big-time deals. And, and that two could have been a heck of a lot more. Um, you know, and so for us to be able to sustain an offense – I don't know if we had a sack bun all weekend, um, you know, and we're hitting home runs, and it's fun baseball to watch. This is really a team that people around the community have been asking for uh, in Eugene. You know, a team that's got good pitching, play fundamental baseball. They're fun to watch because the kids just love coming to the ballpark. And for others that got a chance to see their sons play uh, here at PK Park today, I'm sure they, they enjoyed it. It was a beautiful day, and they saw four home runs and really well-played game. Uh, just zeroing in on Aaron Zavala was, you know, he, he didn't have a hit, but then he comes through with that huge three RBI triple. He hits a home run. I mean, it just seems like this was a great example of you just can't keep the guy down the entire weekend. Well, good hitters, you know, you're, you're going to get them out, um, but they're going to get you. And he did that, you know, and early in the weekend, we had a, another bases loaded at bat where it was a, a double with, with all three scored. Um, similar thing. Aaron was the final runner to score on Josh Kasovich's double early in the weekend. We were able to execute when we had them uh, loaded. There's been plenty of teams that we've all seen play that are frustrating when you get the bases loaded and you get guys out there and you can't score them. And this is a team, at least this weekend, that was able to do that. And that's, that was a lot of fun to be a part of. Home runs are exciting, yes, but the fielding today was pretty exciting as well. Was there a specific play that caught your mind through the uh, nine inning? Well, Sam Nowitzki had another tremendous play. I still think that one of the best defensive plays, other than the drag bunt play that Brett Walker had, Sam Nowitzki had another diving play to his left that he was able to execute. He had a top spin ground ball down the line against a very good runner that he was able to execute the out on that the common fan may just think was an easy ground ball play. It was a really hard play. But I will say this much. Maybe the play of the day uh, might have been Anthony Hall's catch in right center field in the first inning with runners on first and second two outs for him to snare that line drive in the gap in right center field. That was a grumble and a kind of a gripe that I had at the beginning of the year that the center fielders weren't playing good enough defense or the outfielders. And sure enough, he made that catch to keep two, to keep two runs off the board and totally changed the, the the whole game right there. And it was only first inning. That was a great play. I asked Aaron about it, but as a coaching staff, are you guys paying attention to the Arizona, what they're doing? I know you guys are second in the Pac-12 right now. They're currently losing by four to Stanford. Do you guys pay attention to that during the weekend at all? Um, no, not until games end. I I mean, you know, gotcha. if there's still a game going on, then, you know, I, I don't really care. It's leads or people ahead or behind. I mean, it's it's Pac-12 baseball. It's hard to win. And so until it becomes final, it's of no, I don't know, doesn't mean anything to me. I will say this much, you know, and I don't know what you guys uh, produce in terms of media with stuff like this, but I'll say this much. With as hard as this year has been, our program wanted to express our love for all the mothers that are out there. So many people have lost mothers uh, on this tough year with COVID. Uh, you know, really a sentimental day for all of us. Coach Horton was somebody that made – a really strong impression on everybody that was around him for the time he was here with the value that he had with Mother's Day. And I just want to say so much that we really love Coach Horton for how he went about teaching us the value of Mother's Day, and especially on this year with all the people that have gone through so much with COVID. Um, you know, take care of your moms today, and hopefully a duck sweep for Ducks fans uh, sure helped that.
If you're not a Ducks fan, though, still, uh, the bottom line is, is, boy, what a special day for all of our mothers under the circumstances that makes it even more special. Hug the one that you love, and, boy, we, uh, we value it even more today. Thanks, guys. I thought that was really cool from Mark Wazkowski. He and I talked about that on the Toyota Coaches Corner heading into the game, and, you know, that's something that, that, that Coach Horton, for those of you who, who maybe never saw it on Mother's Day, Coach Horton made a huge day out of Mother's Day. He thought that it was really important for the program to really, you know, show respect and and make it a celebration. And I always loved that, to be honest. Coach Horton, as we all know, was a very family-oriented man. He made his team and his program feel that way. I certainly felt that way working with him. And Coach Wazikowski's done the same. And I love that he's continued that tradition of making Mother's Day really special because there's always a baseball game on Mother's Day, right? It's It's always a Sunday in May and there's always a baseball game. And so it's like, why not make it a celebration? I just thought that was really cool. All right. More of the postseason outlook as the ducks are tied for first place in the pac 12 with three weekends left, nine games left in the pac 12 conference and the ducks are tied for first. Can you tell I'm excited to be on the road with them at Utah this weekend? Big weekend, big weekend, everybody. We're going to talk with a few student athletes when we come back, uh, what led to this bounce back after a rough weekend in Pullman? Aaron Zavala and Brett Walker on that next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P. always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update! I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Insider, but I'm on Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Thanks for being with us. Talking a little Oregon baseball. We're also going to get to senior weekend for Oregon softball in a moment. Uh, Aaron Zavala, though, you know, look, I was talking about how this is a guy who's one of the best hitters in the country. He, he goes hitless in two games, and you're going, man, holy cow, like, that never happens. Well, then what does he do? He hits a three-RBI triple to really bust things open in the Sunday game, and then he hits a home run that I still don't think has landed yet that landed on top of the player development area in right field. Aaron's ball talk post game, and uh, well, we had a little bit of fun talking with Aaron. Aaron, you know, you come through with a big hit there with the bases clearing triple. Uh, what was going through your mind heading into that bat? Well, at bat, what was your approach? You know, just came up, just one and hit a ball hard and do a job and score some runs. Um, just it was, a, it was a tight game, and you know, I had to come through right there. Is that the uh, longest home run you've ever hit at PK Park? Hey, yes, sir. Well, following up on that, Aaron, I mean, <laughs> How'd that feel when you hit that one, all right? And, and then part two, I mean, what are some other ones that come to mind for you that you've seen hit like that at PK Park? Unfortunately, no good guy home runs that have been hit that far. Um, 
felt pretty good, obviously, to hit the ball like that. How big was this series sweep for you guys? I mean, that's hard to do in the in the Pac-12, Aaron. How did it feel after the, the loss up in Pullman to come through and get a series sweep like this? What does it mean for the team? Yeah, it felt good. I mean, after losing the series last weekend, coming this weekend, getting the sweep and getting some momentum, um, momentum to finish off the last couple series of the Pac is, is pretty big. Uh, things started off pretty slow in the you know first four innings. What kind of changed in the fifth where you know momentum like opened up and you guys got some runs at this? Um, I don't I don't know if uh, necessarily anything changed, but I think uh, you know just I mean we were putting uh, good swings on balls all game and they just weren't in the hole. And then throughout the game, you know, we started finding more holes and then just it's contagious. So you know, as more hits started coming in, the, the more came after that. Are you guys? I was going to say, during the week, it may be different, but during the weekend, are you guys paying attention to what Arizona is doing? They're currently down to Stanford again, being in second place in conference. Do you guys pay attention to that? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, we just try to take care of uh, what we can on our part and kind of let the rest of the, the pieces fall together and just wherever, uh, wherever things finish up, they finish up. Talking with Waz, just a little bit about the, the lineup change, Aaron. I mean, you guys heading into this series hadn't changed the lineup in 11 games. Did that do anything for you? Like, did you notice the lineup played a little different with Gabe in front of you and, and stuff like that? Um, not really, no. I mean, it was kind of just uh, kind of the same as it's been. Uh, I didn't really notice any, any differences, no. I actually thought that was super interesting. When I asked Aaron Zavala that question, I was wondering if maybe he got pitched a little different because it was Gabe Matthews in front of him, but he didn't. And I, I thought that was interesting that it's just not, didn't change much. But I think it gives Oregon's lineup more depth with the way that they're running it right now. Brett Walker was masterful in this game. He followed suit from Robert Alstrom and Cullen Kafka, just two really great starts, and Brett Walker was awesome, and I always love catching up with Brett. He's a very thoughtful interview whenever we talk with him, and he had some great things to say just about the way that this team has responded, and frankly, the way that this team's playing down the stretch. Fun conversation post-game with Brett Walker, who was on the mound for the Ducks. Brett, just how did it feel out there today? I mean, it looked, looked, looked pretty good, especially after those first couple innings. Uh, what led to you kind of settling in? How'd you feel out there? Um, I felt good. I mean, after the first two innings, we had some big momentum shifts and with defense and myself. So after after the first two innings, I needed to settle in and get, get a good seven. So I was I was happy with being seven because in postseason play, like as a starter, you're going to need to go later in games to keep bullpen fresh and because there's going to be a lot of games. So it was good uh, to do that for our team. Well, I just said, um, you know, things look pretty good, you know, throughout the whole game for you. Uh, was there a thought of you playing the whole game or no? Um, I was just trying to go inning by inning. Uh, I need to get zero, so I'm just going to go out. If it's the fourth inning, I need to get zero, fifth, get zero. So I just keep going in, inning by inning. That's how I, my mentality was. Did you try to get Coach Angier to let you stay in? Yeah, but he said I couldn't go. <laughs> How good has the defense been behind you, and how key is that for you, Brett? I mean, just just one, a couple that come to mind. Great plays by Sam today at third. You know, I mean, just the defense. How key was that for you? How good is the defense playing behind you right now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to have a good defense behind you, and our offense has been great. So as a pitcher, you always want to want to be one run. So that's sweet. But uh, I mean, Gavin Grant, I think uh, I want to say like third or fourth inning. Gavin Grant called the quick pick. And uh, we got the out to end the inning, and that shifted the momentum, and the King Yovan hit a bomb. So, I mean, that was pretty sweet. So, I mean, defense kind of causes the momentum to shift, and we did that, and we took advantage of that on the offensive side, too. Every pitch is different, but once you were starting to really get in your rhythm, you had those five uh, scoreless innings. Between those half innings, do you like talking to people, or are you kind of just alone by your thoughts? Uh, it kind of depends. Sometimes I talk to a uh, pitching coach. Sometimes I talk to the catcher. Uh, I mean, it just I'm more to myself, just on the bench. Uh, and then when we score runs, I'm I gotta go give a high five to my guys. But other than that, just kind of I'm not really. If someone's talking to me, someone's talking to me. If someone's not, then I'm fine with not talking. How big is this series win for for you guys, Brett? You know, I mean, it's hard to get a series sweep in the Pac-12. You guys were able to do that. Yeah, uh, good for momentum, and now. Uh, We'll just go on to the next weekend. That's good for momentum into the end of the season. Impact well, too. <laughs>
bigger picture, I'm just kind of curious with, with your tempo, Brett, I know you like to work quick. You guys as a staff like to work quick. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times opposing hitters want you to slow down. I've noticed that a little bit. I mean, how, how do you go about your mentality with that? And, and how fast do you like to work out there on the hill when you really get into a rhythm? Yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes I get caught up in going too fast and my stuff's not as good. So it's just kind of finding the happy medium between good tempo and quick. Uh, the rhythm of a hitter is is like key to kind of have the momentum on your side, just like pitching duels and everything. Like there's gallon base, like just like long holds and just like stuff like that. It's just kind of a constant thing that we work on in our like flat grounds and bullpens just to know that you're in control of the game. And it's all about having control of the ball when you have it and making the hitters just kind of like on their heels in a way. So are you a guy that uh, didn't mind the, the pitch clock at all? You never thought you'd even get close to zero? Uh, with no one on, no, I'm not. The clock's not. clock could be at like 18. No. <laughs> but uh, if guy's on base, I mean, you have more signs that you need to look into, more things you're thinking about. So obviously, uh, you just watch the clock a little bit and then just Make sure you're in control of the game. So if the clock gets down, then you step off and stuff like that. Brett answered that question like a pro, but of course I, uh, I ask him and he's going, yeah, 18's fine. I, I, that's fine. I like to pitch quick. He does. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times that opposing teams have been like, hey, you know, let our guy settle in. Once you're in the box, you're in the box. Like I, yeah, I, I've seen that happen a lot this year though. So Brett Walker, good stuff talking with him. Uh, Oregon baseball sitting in good position right now. So here we go. Oregon is 14 and 7 in the Pac-12. That's a 6.67 winning percentage. Stanford is 12 and 6. That's a 6.67 winning percentage. Stanford is going to play at PK Park next weekend. So the Ducks will travel to Utah this week, and then the following weekend they've got Stanford at home. Arizona only has six Pac-12 games left. They're 16 and 8 after Stanford was able to win that series against Arizona this past weekend. So. Arizona 16-8, also a 6-6-7 winning percentage. So what I'm getting at here is if the Ducks just keep pace and Arizona keeps pace at that 6-6-7 mark and Oregon beats Stanford in this series. Now, here's the thing. Stanford, or excuse me, Arizona beat Oregon in their Pac-12 series in Tucson earlier this year. So the Ducks are going to need a little bit of help maybe. Arizona might need to lose a few games. The Ducks got to take care of business down the stretch, but... Let's just say that I'm really excited for the way these last few weeks could play out for Oregon baseball. They might have a chance to win the conference. They've still got Utah, who's 5-16 and 16 in Pac-12 games this year. They've got them coming up at Utah this week. I will have the call on the Oregon Sports Network. I'm looking forward to getting back on the road with the Ducks. Stanford will then be at home for Oregon. And then the Ducks will finish against a team who is currently 10-11 and 11 in Pac-12 games in Cal on the road. I feel like... You know, if Oregon goes like seven and two and they win all those series down the stretch, I, I think Oregon's in a great position. If the Ducks really take care of business and say Oregon if Oregon goes undefeated, I mean obviously, yeah, but I mean you're starting to think about some magic numbers here with the way things are stacking up for the Ducks, which is just absolutely awesome. Now that's in the Pac twelve. In the bigger picture of the standings, well, right now Arizona is number seven in the RPI. Oregon is number ten. And I think with Stanford coming into town later on, they're number 17. Things are looking pretty good, guys. Things are looking pretty good. The Beavers are currently at number 26. And frankly, if you're a Duck fan right now, you want Oregon State to keep winning some games because if that could be a top 25 team in the RPI in Oregon State, it actually helps Oregon. It makes the Ducks look better because the Ducks went 5-1 and one against the Beavers. So the nitty-gritty report is such that Oregon is in position to host a regional right now. They're one of the best teams in the country, and boy, it has been fun to watch. We're going to talk a little bit about senior weekend for Oregon softball this past week and take a look at their postseason projections when we come back. Stuck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union here on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. 
So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, it's Jan from Toyota. Summer's finally here, and with a great deal on a new Camry, RAV4, Highlander, Tacoma, and more, you can celebrate all of your favorite summer holidays, like Cinco de Mayo, Independence Day, International Pizza Party Day, Pepperoni, please. And by pepperoni, I mean Hawaiian. Kick off summer at your Toyota dealer, where you can save big on all your favorites. This event ends June 1st. See your participating Toyota dealer today. Toyota, let's go places. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm fleece on a cold I want to day. Be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Duck Insider, presented on Point Community Credit Union. I'm Joey Mack here in the Country Financial Studio, where today's show is also brought to you by Crumble Cookies. Come check it out off Coburg Road if you're in the Eugene area. New location coming to Roseburg, too, off Mulholland Drive. I think that's coming this month. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that yet. I still haven't gotten clarification, but it's coming. Roseburg, Crumble Cookies. Oregon softball this past weekend. Man, how fast things can change. So here's Friday for you, all right? This was fun. Ducks had a perfecto against them. Perfect game against Oregon by Arizona going into the seventh inning. Then Haley Cruz singled to break it up on senior weekend. Yes. Super senior and Haley Cruz breaks it up. Tara McGowan, after the next duck gets out, hits a walk-off homer, and it's an absolute bomb. It was awesome. Uh, so two-to-one final. How fast things can change. You go from perfect game to you lost. God, could you imagine the turnaround? Now, you got to give credit. Arizona bounced back a bit, but Brookie Nez, outstanding. Seven innings pitch, two hits, a run, a walk, and eight strikeouts. Not bad, huh? On Saturday, game one, the Ducks won 2-1. to one. That means they won the Pac-12 series against the Wildcats. And what do you know, Brookie Nez was masterful again with a complete game shutout. Haley Cruz was a home run shy of the cycle. More on that in a second. An RBI double was the difference in the game from Haley Cruz on senior weekend. Are you seeing a theme here? Game two, Haley Cruz got that home run that she was looking for in game one. So can you say that she hit for the cycle for the weekend, or for the day, because it was in the doubleheader, I think you can say that she did it. So a close game, the Ducks lost 4-3. to three. It was actually the first one-run game that the Ducks had lost all year. It was game two, the non-conference counting game on Saturday. Then on Sunday, celebrated the seniors. Man, what an emotional day at Jane Center Stadium. Ducks lost a close one, 2-0. So a series split, but the Ducks won the Pac-12 series. Haley Cruz went 8-for-13 on senior weekend. 6-15 batting average, three extra base hits, and three RBIs. She now leads the team with a 384 batting average and a 453 on base percentage. And Brooke Inez had a .38 ERA, struck out 24 in just over in 18 and two-thirds innings pitched against Arizona. That's an ace right there in Brooke Inez. 215 strikeouts this year, the 10th most in a season in program history, and that number is still going up for Brooke Inez. So the postseason projections. Ducks are making their case right now. Oregon in the RPI. It hasn't been updated yet. So we got to find out. We got to wait to find out where the new RPI will put Oregon. But the Ducks, I think, uh, sitting pretty good. And Melissa Lombardi talked a little bit about that post game as she met with the media. Did Denim make a particular adjustment uh, today to be more effective? Or was it just, say, that's part of her arsenal and it just worked better today for her? Yeah, I don't know. She just, she was, um, 
she did a good job of just mixing speeds and we just got stuck in between rhythms with her today. How proud are you with this senior group and their effort and dedication to this program? I'm extremely proud of the senior group. It is an honor to coach them. Um, I enjoy seeing them every single day. Um, I look at them when they first arrive and each one of them, where they started here and how much they've grown, how much they've impacted this team, uh, this university, um, just their fight that they have and just being united with each other. I can't say enough about how special this group is and there's no question that they are definitely leaving a mark on this program. Missy, along those lines, what's it meant to you to have, you know, Haley, these three seasons you've been here and can you just talk about the tear she was on at home this weekend and, and what that might lead to if you guys do host again or just play anywhere in the postseason? Yeah. Uh, I can't say enough about Haley Cruz. Um, we've been together since day one and um, she's never wavered. Uh, her heart, this program has her heart and she took a stand for this program and um, has been a leader on and off the field. Just the growth as an athlete has been awesome. What she has done mentoring our younger athletes. Again, you know, you always talk about when you arrive somewhere and when you leave, you want to leave it better than it was when you arrived. And I think she has done that. So I'm thankful for her. I think she's hot right now. And I think she's going to continue to stay hot. Uh, she's a senior that's on a mission, no question. Following with that, Missy, since you're going to be getting close to votes for All-Conference, All-American, what are the stats that you look for in terms of really underscoring what she means? I, I think, one, you just look at, you know, we talk about our pitchers giving us a chance to win every time we step on the field. I think with what she does offensively, she gives us a chance to win um, every time we step out on the field. And, you know, I don't think a lot of leadoff Leadoffs are going to have a lot of RBIs anyways because they are leadoffs. But you look at runs scored, you look at her high average, but also look at her power numbers to go with it, I think are all very impressive. Um, so I, I think people are paying attention. I think people understand who she, are, who she is as, as an athlete and, and the impact that she's had on this team and um, what, you know, what she's done for us. So I, I statistically think she's got the stats. Um, kind of going off of those senior questions, it's my last one. How have they influenced the underclassmen here and helped perpetuate the messages that this program wants to have? You know, I think, um, you know, a big thing that we've talked about since day one here is just culture. And it's not just the culture that we have on the field, but it's the culture that we have off the field. And the foundation that this senior group has built here and has taught to our young athletes um, is exactly what we want because what will happen is the seniors right now are, will at the end of this year, when we're done, because we're not done yet, uh, we'll pass the torch and that torch will keep getting passed as we go. And that's what we want. We want young athletes that come into this program to understand that there's a certain standard that we go by and the things that are really, really important to us as a team. And I think our seniors have done a great job of teaching that and leading by example as well. And going forward to this week, and so that way you finish out the regular season next weekend how you want and, and get that regional, Missy. How do you get, after a tough weekend for Rachel in particular, and I know Alyssa got the single there off, off the base, but she was 0 for 25 before that. How do you get two of your really important hitters, uh, get, get them back on track here uh, at the end of the regular season and going into the postseason? You know what, I'm confident in them. Um, and I know they'll get on track. For sure. Uh, you know, I think I, one of the biggest things that we've learned in the pack is that you're going to have some tough spots, tough patches, and, and just to grind through those patches and get better and get better. And um, I think even though they've had a couple tough spots to me, I think those spots will build them for next weekend and then also take us into postseason. So I just think lessons learned are going to be very impactful for us going into postseason. Um, today, you guys were able to make some connections here and there, but not really able to get any hits that were playable. How frustrating was that today? I think what was tough um, is that we um, constantly had base runners on. We had constantly had runners in scoring position, and it's, it's being able to clutch up. Uh, we talk about clutching up um, with runners on, and that, that's, that's what was tough is that, I mean, I look and we left eight runners on. We can't do that. You know, we lost two to nothing. Um, we clutch up in those 
those situations, this, the outcome looks a lot different for sure. So it's continuing to work on that and understanding how important that's going to be the rest of the way. There was some good fielding today. Um, how much did you at least enjoy the effort, even when, you know, the offense wasn't really connecting? I thought our defense was tremendous all weekend. I thought we had some tough, tough plays throughout the weekend, and they made them look really easy. Um, our defense is our anchor. It's been our anchor all year long, and, you know, defense wins championships, and they'll continue to anchor us for sure. Our offense, we'll get to where we need to. This is an explosive offense, um, and uh, we'll get this figured out. So, and pitching, it's just, again, them giving us an opportunity to win. I thought both Samari and Brooke did that today. Good stuff from Melissa Lombardi. Senior weekend and now down the stretch. I think they're going to have a great chance to host, but they do need to take care of business here coming up next week. Uh, and coming up next for us, how about the Oregon Twilight? A few top ten all-time times at Oregon. We'll recap that next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. On March 5th, 2021, we lost a larger-than-life member of the Oregon Ducks family. Chris Bjork passed away surrounded by his wife Allison and their three sons, Anders, Henry, and Jordy. After spending more than 26 years working with the University of Oregon, we are proud to establish the Chris Bjork Scholarship Fund in his honor. Go to goducks.com slash Bjork Scholarship. That's goducks.com slash Bjork Scholarship to make a contribution and help us remember a great duck. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Whoa. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I'm Joey Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Uh, talking about the Oregon Twilight as we wrap things up with your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. Cafe Yum restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington. Menus always available at CafeYum.com. Well, how about uh, some Olympians and Oregon alums like Devin Allen and Jonathan Cabral going 1-2 in the 110 hurdles. Uh, the Bill McChesney Memorial 1500. And, God, if you didn't see it, just the emotional photo with Robert Johnson giving a hug to the McChesney clan. I mean, oh, my God, it was great. Just awesome day at Hayward Field and, and, and on, we've had some great events at Hayward Field now and, and we're not going to be able to recap all the great times and all the top 10 Zach Lawson from Oregon Communications has been updating it all morning just all these great finishes you can find them all at goducks.com but this felt to me like the true like opening of Hayward like you had the alums there you had all these greats that ran at the old Hayward that gave us so many awesome memories and and they were all on display in the Oregon Twilight it was really cool it was really cool. For men's tennis, congratulations to Nils Schielander's squad. They won their opening round matchup with Alabama, but then fell to the top-ranked Baylor Bears on Sunday as their season comes to an end, saying, Nils Schielander saying, quote, I'd like to thank our seniors and wish them good luck in their future endeavors and thank them on behalf of the entire Duck family. Man, that was the first quote that Coach Schielander wanted out there, and I just, that's the kind of guy that Coach Schielander is right there. Another, uh, they were one of the last 32 teams playing. Pretty darn good for 
the Oregon Duck tennis team, huh? We're going to talk with him later this week. That's a fun Duck Insider. See you tomorrow. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.